0: Welcome to the Fast Messy Action Podcast with me, Camille Plews. I'm here to help business owners to have more freedom in all areas of their business, to have location independence and more family time. Here you'll find a blend of energetics, strategy and mindset with lots of stories and tips and tricks to help you grow your dream business while having lots of fun and actually getting stuff done, no matter what your commitments are outside of this business or how crazy your family life is. This is all about taking fast, messy, purpose-driven action to build your dream business and life. Hi, welcome. So today I want to have a bit of a raw conversation with you. This episode hasn't been planned. I have no notes or anything. This is just me talking into my mic, sitting on my couch and just being really open about something. Now, I do need to give you a warning because I am talking about the death of close family members and friends. And if this is a trigger for you right now, maybe this is something that's going on in your life right now, you may want to switch this off and come back at a later date. But I just wanted to have this heart to heart with you because today it's the 27th of April and it's also the anniversary of the death of my older brother, Daniel. Daniel actually died before I was born. He died of sudden infant death syndrome when he was only 15 weeks old. And if you've listened to my first episode on this podcast, I'm talking about why fast, messy action. And I'm also talking about the death of my other brother, Carl, as well. Now, Carl died of a brain tumor just before his ninth birthday. So I was six and a half at the time. And I think it's only natural that when these anniversaries come up. So whether it be the anniversary of their death or their birthdays or special times of year, all of these thoughts come up for me. Thoughts about family and what might have been. Would they have had kids by now? Would they be married? Where would they live? The cousins that my children could have, the uncles of my children. I'm constantly thinking about these things. Now, these thoughts and feelings and emotions do come up at these times of year, which is only very natural. And you may know yourself if you've lost a loved one, a close relative or friend or family member or anybody who you were close to. these thoughts will come up for you as well. thinking about some of the things that you did together, thinking about what may have been if they were still here. And I do allow myself to have this time around these anniversaries and birthdays where I do take the time out. I sit back, I reflect, I allow the emotions to come through. I allow myself to get emotional. I've been getting a bit emotional today and That's only natural and it's what makes you human. And we need to have time to process these emotions. You can't just keep pushing through times like this. We are not just a robot. We are human. We have feelings. But at the same time, if I was to continue with these floods of emotions for days or weeks on end, then I wouldn't be able to create the life and the success and everything that I want to have for my family and for my children and for all of my family members who are currently here, who are alive. Because you can play round and round in your head so much with all of the what ifs, like what would have happened if this didn't happen on that day? They would still be alive or they wouldn't have got injured. They wouldn't have had this life-changing thing happen to them and we can all do this. And I wanna give you a couple more examples here of friends who we've lost later on in life. So one of my friends, Rich, he was a huge fan of downhilling on his bike pedal bike, and he did a lot of downhilling and basically jumping over these purpose-built bumps in the forest on his pedal bike. And he did that very often. It was one of his big hobbies. And one day he went out with his friends to a forest that's not too far from here and rode on the same track that he's ridden quite a few times. And he misjudged one of the jumps, came off his bike, had a bit of a tumble and broke his ankle really badly. So he got taken to hospital. And I always remember on Facebook. He put a post on Facebook. And I remember this so clearly. I can still picture his face in this image that he put on Facebook with the caption, so this happened. And he was just laid there in his hospital bed, all bandaged up. We thought, oh my gosh, what have you done, Richard? What on earth have you done? And I'd only seen him the day before. I hadn't actually seen him for a long time. And then we bumped into him the day before his accident. In the woods at Saltburn, we were walking through the Valley Gardens and he was there with his girlfriend. They were hand in hand and his girlfriend's little girl, and they were going looking for fairy houses and fairy doors in the woods. And we were having a little chat and it was so nice to catch up. And I remember saying to him, It's been so good to see you and so good to meet you to his girlfriend Helen. And little did I know then that would be the last time that I would ever see him. And when he was in hospital, not long after he posted the picture on Facebook, things started to go really downhill. So with his break to his ankle, it was such a bad break that the bone marrow traveled from his ankle right up into his lungs and flooded his lungs and he basically died. And I remember being told about his death just a couple of days after I'd seen him down in the valley gardens and feeling like, like what on earth? How can somebody die just by riding a bike down a hill? Like, what is going on? And it was absolutely devastating. And we've lost so many friends in so many tragic ways. One of our other friends, Anth, we were sat with him in the pub. We were having a good drink together. We are all having a laugh. And the lads went out again into Saltburn. The lads went out into Saltburn and there was this big hill between one of the pubs at the top of the bank. And let me just say this. If you don't know Saltburn, Saltburn's a really old, historic Victorian town, which is right in the northeast of England, really close to where I live and grew up and hung out and still do. And it's basically kind of a divided level town. You've got the main town centre right at the top of the hillside and then there's a bit of an S-shaped bank to get down to the bottom where the valley gardens and the beach and everything like that is. So there's also a pub which used to be called Bankside which is now the Tomahawk Steakhouse at the bottom of the bank and to get from the top to the bottom obviously you either walk all the way around or you go down the steps or Ant that day had had a few to drink and he thought you know what I'm going down this way. So he went straight down the grassy bank and lost his foot in, fell, rolled quite a few times, but stood up at the bottom and was like, yay, it's fine. But he was so dizzy that he fell over, hit his head on the curb and hemorrhaged. Now, some of our friends tried to revive him who were first aid trained and he he basically died later on that day. The ambulance came, took him off to hospital and he hemorrhaged and died. And another one of our friends recently died of testicular cancer in his early 30s. And there's just so much of this that's happened. There's just so many tragic events and stories and things from close friends and family members who have died. And I think one of the things that a lot of people will tend to do around times of anniversaries and even immediately after someone's died, they'll constantly play around in the head. All of the what ifs, what if this, what if that. What if Rich hadn't gone out on his bike that day? Then he wouldn't have snapped his ankle and he wouldn't have died. What if Anthe didn't roll down the bank? He wouldn't have died. What if Craig caught his testicular cancer earlier or went to the doctors? Then he may not have died. It may have been picked up earlier. What if, what if, what if? And we can keep saying these things over and over again, but it's not going to change anything. It won't change anything. And these are the thoughts as well that we have about my brothers. Like, what if Daniel wasn't put down for a nap that day? Would he still be alive? What if Carl's brain tumour was maybe caught earlier? Would he still be alive? All of these what ifs. But you know what? Playing it over and over and over in your head, it doesn't change anything. Because although we would love to, we, we can't bring them back. We can't. We've just got to kick ourselves up in the best way that we can and get on with our life. And this is the thing that I always think as well. How would Daniel and Carl want me to be? Would they want me to be moping around, feeling sorry for myself, feeling depressed because they passed away? Or would they want me to be living my best life and and providing a great life for their niece and nephew as well, and really living life to the max. I'm sure it'd be the latter, and I really want to make them proud, and I want to make my parents proud as well, and for them to see how happy I am, which they do all the time, and they're on this journey with us as well. This whole journey of growth, not even just business growth, but personal development, the things that we are doing as a family. We are so close as a family, and My parents are on this journey with us too, and we always have been and are always living life in the moment and just doing as many amazing things together as we can, because life is worth living. We are here for a very short time. Who knows what's around the corner? Who knows if we'll even be here in five or 10 years time? So why wait? Do the thing now. Whatever it is that you are wanting to do, don't wait, because who knows what's around the corner? So next week, we are going down to London for the King's Coronation. So we're so excited. We're going down to London for a few days. and We're going to Harry Potter Studios. We are going on the big London Eye. We are visiting all the sites, going to see a show, seeing the King in the procession down the Mall. And we are just so excited, so excited to be a part of the crowd and to go down and do it. Then the week after that, we've got my retreat, my first ever retreat that I'm hosting in Mallorca. Not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous. I've had a couple of hiccups along the way, but you Know what? Everything's going really well right now, and fingers crossed it goes as well as it can. But I am really excited, and so is everybody else. I cannot wait, it's just gonna be so incredible. And then we get back from Majorca, and then a few days later, we're going to Menorca with the family for the May half term. So, really looking forward to that nice, big, all inclusive hotel with a water park on site. And it's just gonna be incredible. We're going with friends as well, so our kids will have other friends to play with. So, oh, I'm just so excited about that. And then the month after we get back, we are going. Going on a cruise up the Norwegian fjords. I cannot wait. I'm taking my mum. My dad has always been seasick. He cannot even do the Dover Calais crossing. He is sick. So for those of you not in the UK, the Dover Calais crossing is from the south of England over to France. It's about an hour the crossing. My dad can't even do that. It makes him so ill. He gets so seasick. But my mum has always wanted to go on a cruise and it's her 60th this year. I didn't fancy going. Sai's my husband, by the way. I didn't really want to go. He's never fancied going on a cruise. So I said, right, mum, let's go. So I'm taking my mum for her 60th birthday and the kids and we're going on a cruise up the Norwegian fjords. I cannot wait. And then next year, we've just booked an 18 night holiday to go to Disney World. So we're staying on site in a Disney hotel and Universal Studios. So we're going to stay on site in a Universal hotel as well. We've booked one of those rooms. I don't know if you've seen them in the Cabana Bay Hotel, overlooking Volcano Bay. So you've got the Volcano View rooms where you can see right over into Volcano Bay. If you haven't seen those rooms, go on to Google, have a look. They look incredible. So we're so excited. So all of these things that we're booking, we're just doing it because this is the thing. You only get one life. What is the point in waiting? Because you can be waiting forever. And then who knows what's around the corner? And if like me, you've got various medical conditions that sometimes when it pops into your head, it can be quite worrying you may be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even know how long I've got with the mobility that I've got right now. So you know what, let's do all this stuff while we can. Because who knows how much time you've got to be mobile and who knows how much time you've even got left on planet Earth. Who knows? Nobody knows. And one thing's for sure, you can't change the past and you can't change whatever's happened in the past. You can't change losing people along the way. You can't change things that may have happened to you. Can't change things that maybe you've done and you regret. Living in hindsight will be amazing, but we can't change what's happened. This is the thing. We can only learn from the things that have happened. Even if that is absolute heartbreak, we can learn from it to live life to the max and to just carry on and live our wildest dreams while we are still here on this planet and to live the best life possible. Because what's the alternative to that? You can dwell on the things that have happened and focus on the past and it make you depressed. Or you can live life in the moment right now. You can plan your next 12 months to the best of your ability. You can book in amazing adventures. You can make your dream life a reality. You can do everything you want to do as long as you reframe your thoughts and you put your mind to it. So, I know this was a bit of a raw message today, very unfiltered, very unedited and untouched, but it came from the heart. And I just wanted to share this. And this is my outlook on life. We have lost so many people over the years. We've had so much heartbreak. And yes, when it comes around to birthdays and death anniversaries and things like that, yes, I do take the time out. Yes, I do have emotional days. I sit back, I reflect, I I take time out for myself. But then at the same time, I don't dwell. I allow myself to feel the emotion. And then the very next day, I'm jumping back in. I'm jumping back in and I'm making my brothers proud of their little sister and showing my kids too that we can live our best life and do anything we want to do. I would love to hear from you. If you have been through some of the same things or similar things that I've been through, or even if you're feeling like, you know what, I'm ready to live my best life now. I'm sick of dwelling on things that I may have done in the past, people I've maybe lost, things that haven't gone my way. I'm sick of dwelling on it. I'm ready now to change my life. Get in touch with me on Instagram. I'd love to have this chat with you. And thank you so much for listening to my raw, unfiltered message today. And I'll be back next time with a more upbeat episode. Speak soon. Bye for now.